2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died.
3: Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Cat Sashify. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. Most recently, you may have seen her on Broadway as an ensemblist in Mean Girls or as Karen on the Mean Girls National Tour, but she's here today since she was a member of the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats covering Bombay Arena, Cassandra, Demeter, Jenny Dots, and Tantamile as a swing. So, Jonathan Saxer, thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me.
3: So, I'm really excited to talk to you because... I the the whole concept of a swing is fascinating for me as someone who can't imagine doing one of right. the of the cats, <laughs> let alone multiple. So I I want to know before you you know, you, you got the role, how familiar with you were you with the show? Like did you had seen the nineteen ninety eight movie? Had you been in a production at any other time in your life? Like what was your familiarity?
0: I had seen it once on the West End when I was about six. And uh, my fi- my family kind of collectively decided that we didn't like it. And so my family is a big musical theater family. However, we did not watch, we did not know, we did not listen to Cats. So I really did. I think I saw like maybe one um, professional theater company do it when I was maybe in middle school or high school. But other than that, I didn't know it at all and when i got hired into it i actually had to like ask a friend next to me while i was watching the show do you please point out cassandra because i was supposed to be covering her and i don't i didn't know what she looked like
3: yeah i don't think i still could do it and <laughs> yeah. i've recorded 20 plus episodes i it's it's a it, it is it's a lot but so you were 6 years old i have argued that i don't think that age should be seeing the show because uh-huh. of the, because of the storyline of what happens in the show is very adult.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But as a six year old, did you kind of comprehend any of that or did you just walk out with my family didn't like it? So I'm not going to like it.
0: Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, I think I I would argue also that there are many adults who don't comprehend what's happening in the show either. So you kind of walk out being like, Shanks. they said his name a lot. I remember his name. That's my favorite character, you know, which kids don't normally get the option of doing. they are like, what was your favorite character? And they like, can't really remember names because there was like too much plot happening. But they're like, Skimbleshanks, they said his name so many times. I like him the best, yeah. you know, and they're really able to pick out those cats that they liked. Um, my family just did. It. We didn't appreciate it. My sister tripped a cat in the aisle because she had her legs sticking out and they fell. So yeah.
3: <laughs> so they were not thrilled either. They were
0: not thrilled. No,
3: <laughs> it's, it's a very fair point. Cause when I saw it, and again, I saw it as a doll, but I remembered Mungo Jerry and Rebel Teaser. Cause they also mm-hmm. say those names they over and over again.
0: Over and over again. And I was
3: like, Oh yeah, they steal. And that was like, Oh, I remember and I was like, it was a cool dance number and they steal. And it was a catchy song, Yeah. but I, I did not pick up the plot completely. I, I had a, I had an aha moment towards the end where I kind of and I don't think my interpretation of it is correct but it's I had a way of like oh I enter how I'm interpreting the show and it's kind of what has been the genesis of this but I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. that you went as a six year old and I think you said you went with your own family and you have sisters uh-huh. So, are you the youngest, oldest? What were the other ages?
0: Yes, I'm the youngest of four. And I believe two of my older sisters were with me. My family was living in London for a little bit of time. So, we saw a lot of shows on the West End. It had like a rotating stage, is all I really remember about it. Um, but we saw a lot and I don't really remember much of it because I was six. <laughs>
3: did your sisters also have the, disdain? I like, I feel like your parents might've just been like, we don't like it. And so you all kind of went along with it because of your age, but did they have, did anybody walk away being like, Ooh, that was, there was something there. Part of it. I liked.
0: No, my family, including my sisters, especially my sister, Randy is very passionate about her dislike for cats. <laughs> And as a younger sister, I kind of just like either like or don't like what my sister's like. You know, I wasn't about to be the one person in the family yep. and be like, but the dancing's so cool. They would have been like, no, you don't know anything about musical theater. You're <laughs> dumb. It's like, we listen to the Scarlet Pimpernel and City of Angels. Like, that's what we listen to.
3: <laughs> so, how did you break the news when you got your role to your family of cat haters that you're <laughs> about to be on Broadway It Cat? <laughs>
0: Let me put it this way. My sisters and my family are very, very supportive and have come to see me in everything I do. Um, Except it took two of my sisters finally admitted that they should see me in the show only after my parents had come and seen the show with my nieces. And my sisters made it just by my last weekend in the show. Wow. They kind of refused to come see it until my parents were like, she's singing solos. It's really impressive. You should go. And they're like, fine, we'll go. And it was my sis, my brother-in-law refused to see it. So he did not come. He never saw me in cats. Um, and he's seen me in almost everything else as well.
3: <laughs> I, I don't, I, I understand the level of poking fun at the show, but I've never really understood the hate behind it. Because I mean, there are parts that you could, I could argue, I don't like the writing. I think that the story, which is the the whole thing I argue is I don't think it was written correctly, but I didn't hate it when I walked out. I was mesmerized. I was confused. I was, um, and I, again, understood why it's easy to poke fun at, but I've never understood why people actually just like dislike it.
0: Yeah. Well, my family are also kind of in their own way, musical theater snobs. They're very involved with community theater in our area. uh, And they like to have strong opinions about musicals they know, unknown musicals, musicals they've done. Um, So there's not a lot of, "Eh, it's a fine musical, whatever. There's like, I don't like this song. This isn't good. We don't like this musical. Uh, feelings in our household, okay,
3: and I think that's as the the outsider who just you know, I didn't go to a lot of Broadway, Indiana, which is where I'm from, gets five shows a year. and right. my mom as a music teacher, we'd go to see those shows, and I was just like, oh yeah, that was entertaining. and some were better than others. There's definitely a couple things where I was like, what what are we watching? because um, yeah. I don't I didn't know the history of a lot of them, but then when I moved to New York, I started going to see a lot, and I've very rarely, I think if ever walked out and was like, God, where's my two and a half hours back? You know, I'm always like, yeah. there's something there. Like either a really strong performance or a dance number that was really impressive. So I think I come in with a totally different mindset than your family. But I, I guess I can understand that if that's the, like that cats is the line. It is on the end of the spectrum of either, either love or hate, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I also just think it's not ever a show that my family, anybody else in my family would ever do. So there's not a way for them to fall in love with it by doing it, which I think is a lot of, uh, a lot of how a lot of people fall in love with the show is they did it at their theater or they I played rumple teaser or I was bomb ballerina inappropriately as a 13 year old. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and they love it because they learned so much about it. Our family just kind of remained separated. Um, You know, and we tend to hold shows that we've done ourselves as leads, as better shows than others. You know, it's just that community theater, musical theater family.
3: What's the North Star from your family? Like, what's the show?
0: Um, Well, my mom's, one of my mom's favorite shows is The Fantastics. Um, My dad is a big Scarlet Pimpernel, Jekyll and Hyde lover. Um, What are some of the other... I mean, we love the classics, Carousel, and I mean, one of my my favorite shows is probably the Book of Mormon. Um, Me too. Me yeah, too. yeah. It's, it's brilliantly
3: great. written. I think it's hilarious. Yep. Um, and again, like I, as a fan have enjoyed some of these things, but um, but as the classics and some of these other things, I, you know, I I get why they're amazing, but I've also walked out being like, oh, that was super interesting. So I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum of your family is what it sounds like.
0: Truly. And and you're the normal theater going audience. You know what I mean? Um. That's who we want to come see shows or people who are not going to be like, I could have played that part better so I don't like this show because of that, which I have had members of my family say, you know. Wow. wow. Um, we just really really love theater.
3: I think that's part of it, is I, I can't I can't sing, I can't dance. I can like I know <laughs> I'm incapable of doing any of the stuff that I'm watching, which is why I kind of really impresses me. And I think in the other flip of that is that like, I, you know, when I go to a sporting event, even having played at a higher level, I've played against those players and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the extreme version of it. But I, I'm like the, I didn't even do growing up any like elementary school shows, right? I was in nothing. I was like, I never was in any type of player performance. <laughs> so I have like zero And
0: yeah, you have a cat's podcast, which is just amazing. As a cat's
3: podcast. So let's talk about being a swing. Because I think that that's, Mm -hmm. to me, again, blows my mind that you are able, especially a show as complex and physical and a lot of different dance tracks and different dance numbers. And you're just constantly moving around the theater as a cat. What was it like learning all the different tracks and being able to kind of perform was it five, six different characters? Five different characters. Five, yeah. And then I do have the follow up question of like, what did they tell you about those five characters? Because each one has very different personalities, and I'm I know that there was the three words with with your cast, but so you have you have fifteen words. Like, is that how you were taught? Like, is that? Like, how
0: does that work? Yeah, well, Cats is my third time being a swing, uh, but it was a very different experience because being a swing in Cats is like knowing five different shows
3: yeah so there's
0: not there with most shows you learn a number and you just change where you where your position is and sometimes what side you do that on uh but none of the dances in cats are like that Uh, especially with the revival you know you do an eight count here and then four count here and another eight count here but not always two two cats are almost never the same and uh, even when they are the same, like something might be slightly different because you might run into this set piece or someone's entering from there or you're partnering with someone different. So um, I was it was really lucky the way that I replaced in it because Cats was the first show of the shows I've done where they taught me the tracks one at a time. So I learned Bomballurena first, then Cassandra, then Demeter, then Tantamile, then Jenny Annie Dots. Uh, so bomb Ballerina took me, I rehearsed with some other replacements and they taught it to us in about four weeks. Now I will say the hardest part about replacing in a show is you're in rehearsal. I was luckily in rehearsal with three other boys, but like for girls sections, I didn't have anybody to kind of be like, okay, this is next. You know, you're just kind of dancing on your own. And I don't know cats very well. So I was struggling on what comes next. <laughs> And it's a similar issue I had with my first show, Bullets Over Broadway, because it was a new show. And if you don't know the show, sometimes you're like, I don't know what comes next. I don't know what this song is. I've never heard this song. You know, um, which was true with some songs and cats. I was like, I what the naming of cats, I think it wasn't until two months into being in the show I finally was actually saying all the words correctly. (laughs) You just kinda get thrown on stage and you're like, the name's a bit insane. You know, you're just kind of like mumbling along, just like in the right spot, hoping for the best. Yeah. Um but then, you know, some stuff carries through. So, like, Cassandra, I learned in, like, a week and a half. Demeter, I learned in, like, four or five rehearsals. Tantamile, I was thrown into, I learned in a rehearsal and a half. And Denny Dots took me about one rehearsal to learn. Wow. Um Yeah. So that's, once I mean, you know the show, and I like to watch the show a ton and ton, uh, it starts to help learning the other tracks. I mean, swinging cats is really just like understudying a bunch of principles. They're all principles in their own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I would know things that Demeter would do because as Bomb, I'd be on stage and I could look to my right and be like, oh, Demeter's there.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the part that kind of fascinates me is that there's those two cats do Macavity, Together. And it's just like one day you're on the left and one day you're on the right. And mm-hmm. I, I can't even fathom that. Like being able to kind of keep to that track, singing the other half of the song. I mean, like yeah. you have to know the whole song.
0: Yes, it is. It is. Those two definitely pose that special thing where you have to kind of know both parts. And there was one day where a Sunday night... I was on his bomb and Madison, another swing was on Demeter. And just the way the chips fell the next day on Monday night, she was on for bomb and I was on for Demeter. And we both were kind of like, why did we have to switch? (laughs) Like, and then you're kind of going (laughs) to the other person's spot. I will say the hardest part is that Demeter and bomb are in the Gumby cat trio and it's three part harmony. And they all start on the same note, but, and then you flip into your three part harmony. And so there's definitely were days where I was on his bomb and I'm staring at the girl Demeter and like singing at her. And I'm like, I'm singing the same notes as you and I'm not supposed to. And I know I'm not supposed to be singing these notes. Uh, And in the booth and backstage, we would practice. I'd be like, I'll do bomb. You do Demeter to our other swings. We're like, great. And then we'll do it again. And we'll be like, let's switch for the night show backstage practicing. But yeah, that was definitely its own chore in itself.
3: That's that is again, amazing and so hard to comprehend as someone who's just watching from the outside. So what were, I don't, we don't have to go into all 15 words, but what what do you remember? What was like the part you kind of took away of, this is the backstory I need to know for when I'm playing these characters.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely we all, we got the three words and I had note cards and I would write the three words on the front of the note card. um, To kind of keep them organized. I had like stacks of note cards Red was Bomb, Green was Demeter, Yellow was Tantamile, you know, whatever. Um, And we were just kind of like, again, there wasn't really a director with me in rehearsal as I was learning McCavity. It was our associate choreographer, Kim Craven, who is literally goddess on earth. She had the whole show memorized. She's absolutely incredible. And she was just going to be like, so yeah, so this section... Demeter, you know, um, you're, you're singing at Grizabella and like Grizabella was like involved with Macavity, but like she got, but she couldn't get out. And like, you were like raped and you have like PTSD. So you like sympathize with her, but also you don't like her and you don't want to be embarrassed around bomb. And so that's kind of like what's happening here.
3: Just is like a, what I
0: was given. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, it's, that's, that's how I've interpreted it. It's just crazy <laughs> that, that it was just like so nonchalant. Just oh yeah, by the way,
0: yeah, yeah, need to know. and my joke always because I, you know, I went, I went to school, I got a BFA musical theater, and we're taught all of these things about acting, about the text, and the what the author is giving you, and I, I would just walk away from those things, and I'd be like, yes, because that's so supported in these lyrics, I yeah. got that on my own, and I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well,
3: and that's where why this podcast still exists <laughs> because it was at first a. Let me make my argument, and then now it's just like, wait a second, what? What's the actual understory here? Like, where did this come from? How did the Demeter being in an abusive relationship? Like, I, I in the three, you know, the movie and the two times I saw it, I never once walked out and said, "Oh, that is what I just witnessed." All right. Like, but then you read all about this, and it's just chaos behind the scenes and that's i think the part that i have been most fascinated with is that like the fact that you're given three words and these backstories and these like relationships and certain actors and um in your your show are playing off of each other and creating new rumors because they're friends and they are playing the cats but it's like well cats purists don't think they should be friends because they're supposed to hate each other it's just absolutely wild to me
0: yeah, it is crazy. And definitely like the original cast really del- dove into those relationships. And the, the difference of being a swing and a replacement is that you just kind of have to slot yourself in <laughs> on like a daily basis. So you can't, you know, the most I ever got to do is we had a couple of injuries and a girl leaving the cast all happen at the same time. And suddenly I was Cassandra for a month, um, <laughs> which I was not expecting to happen. When I started to kind of like, Build moments with people and because you have a certain amount of freedom i mean most of the time dancers we don't get to play one character for an entire Mm. show especially a well-defined character now sometimes it's like you know townsperson number four here and then villager number two you know um so it's really exciting it's really fun to just kind of check that mind state that set of mind right (laughs) yeah yeah to, to be in that state of mind and continue for it for a whole yeah. show, um, of course you're going to develop relationships. And, you know, as actors, when you're setting a show, if you have the freedom, like, you're not going to be close if you think a person smells bad all the time. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? If you don't, if you got in a fight back, you know, usually you leave that stuff in the wings. But also, like, sometimes that just works it just way. Happens. Or if yeah. your best friend joins the cast or, like... Swings when we would be on together, we could have a little bit more fun sometimes because we've done it in rehearsal together and we spend a lot of time backstage. Whereas when you're on a swing with the normal person who's on every night, you have to be aware that you're not the person who does it every night and you don't want to change their show. So you have to really just fit into that slot to support the people around you so that Mm -hmm. the show doesn't change.
3: Definitely. That definitely makes sense. Um, I wanted, uh, so I've covered. Bombed um, meter and Jenny Dots pretty deeply. But I have not covered Cassandra and Tantamount. So what mm-hmm. were their three words and what were you told about? The, like what what's their like I don't even know their backstory. I have done like very little research and to your point I probably could not point them out. If you yeah. line the cats up. Well, all.
0: Cassandra is all in brown and sometimes she get she, if she's in a dark lighting place, you can lose her on stage. And sometimes <laughs> I'd be like, Where'd Emily go? And they'd be like, Oh, she's in that corner. I'm like, I can't see her. <laughs> yeah. Um I wish I had my notes with me because I do not remember their three words. I don't enough to. For me with especially with my three main girls, uh, the three I learned first, which was uh, Bomb Demeter, and Cassandra. I kind of just, uh, I'm a very physical actor as being a dancer as well. I chose different standing positions based on what I felt the characters were. So Bomb stood a certain way, Demeter stood. To- stood another way and Cassandra stood another way. So if I had been bomb at the matinee and I'm Cassandra at the night show, I don't have to go into all this, like, what's my backstory? Who I am? I'm like, how does Cassandra stand? Okay. She stands like this. Great. Am I in the right spot? Great. What do I do next? Okay. I go on count four, you know, which is normally what's going in through your, through your head as a swing. Uh, but I did get to do Cassandra for a little while. Um, and to me, Cassandra is a little bit more uppity. She has a pearl collar, which I think is very mm-hmm. defining for her character. And she is very slim. And she's, you know, she kind of turns her nose up a little bit at Bomb and Demeter, like she would never get involved with the cavity to begin with ever. Um, and she's obviously very well taken care of. And she is I feel like generous was one of Bob's words. I don't know, but she's very, she's, you know, that uppity woman who's like, yes, I acknowledge I'm nice to you, but I'm also better than all of you kind of feeling. Um, And tantamile, she has a twin. And honestly, I spent most of my time on just trying to make sure I was doing the same thing as the person next to me. (laughs) She has 32 lifts in the show. And I was just like, where am I? What hand am I grabbing? Who am I with? Uh, was mostly what I was thinking about. As the and animal. who's the
3: twin? Well, I don't
0: know. Uh, A Pat. When uh, they're dressed okay. the same and you're supposed to crawl with the same arm as the same leg as them and move together. And the two people are originals, uh, Corey and Emily, really worked so I mean they're like really really close friends and they're with each other so as a swing you really got to just like and even if another swing was on you're kind of like okay we're both we're both gonna do this now you know um and they're supposed to be like they're supposed to like kind of be able to tell the future and have like magic a little bit I think um I'm not really sure so yeah
3: so that is (laughs) and that's amazing because I I was trying to figure out how you would go get into the mindset of all these different backstories and the three words each time. And what a smart way to just say, this is how I stand and kind of like, that's the persona and that's the, the the way I'm going to do it. And then focus on the other part. That's you know, probably the stuff that yeah. people notice more than the, Oh, does she feel like she was abused? Like, did I get that vibe?
0: Yeah. Usually I'm worried about what words am I singing? What step am I doing next? What comes next? And then the standing really helped me because in those moments where I'm like, okay, and I'm like, am I standing in character? And I'd be like, no, um, you know, uh, okay. Get click back into that. Um, and you know, also that, that resting position would help me. I mean, there was like, I remember one moment I was on as Cassandra and I'm standing in skimble shanks, like holding the, thing that moves back and forth. I don't know what it's called. And I just like thought to myself and I turned to my friend who was holding the wheel behind me. And I just said, I don't know where I go next. And he looked (laughs) at me and I was like, I'll figure it out. And I just kept standing there. Just yeah. thinking, you know, I'm not thinking like, who is Cassandra? How does Cassandra feel about Skimble Shanks? I'm thinking about like, where do I go next? How do I get there? I know I end here. What happens in the middle? Is anything a safety concern that I need to be worried about? Am I forgetting a safety concern? Also, what are the words?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, makes, it makes so much sense when you think about it from that angle. And again, I've thought about this this whole musical from only one angle, the entire time and I think that's why when I'm like thinking about these things I'm like oh, I never even considered any of that
0: right which <laughs> is why it's so fun to do it I mean it's so much fun it's so satisfying as a performer to do cats mm-hmm. um there's something I wasn't expecting
3: so what's the craziest kind of like story or memory or something that happened from from your run that you yeah. <laughs> that you take away
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, there are so many crazy things. Again, being a swing is I I have so many stories about cats. I also just like, I forget words sometimes. And I've forgotten words many a times and I've just like slip into gibberish and like one time during McCavity, I was bomb and I could and this is the thing the Demeter bomb thing I could think of Demeter's line but I couldn't remember bomb's line in the verse and I was like it's and it's it, it was right before um Macavity's not there and it's supposed to be like and when a crime's discovered but I couldn't think of that all I could think of was and when you think he's half asleep and so I'm alone you know Spotlight on me, and I just like turned my head to my shoulder and just went, and when you think sleep, cavity is not there. Like, as if no one would notice <laughs> that I didn't know what I was saying um but we've had you know there are cut tracks happening I mean I think also the hardest thing the craziest thing about cats is that you can look at somebody on stage and be like who are who are you are you is that a sweet oh Aaron's on right I forgot about that because the makeup and the costumes look the same no matter who's on and so then sometimes you'd look at me like oh I forgot you were about, like Hi, hey, how's your ankle feeling you know like <laughs> <laughs> you just would we'll forget about that and um Yeah, it was just, it was a crazy experience, especially to jump in and jump out of, um, Yeah. I I don't know. Another favorite story I love to tell is what people don't, you know, the show starts with with those green eyes.
3: Which is terrifying.
0: Right. Which is terrifying. But what I don't know if you've heard, but the green eyes are like a mask. But if you actually wear them around your eyes, you can't see anything. So they instruct us to wear it on our like foreheads. So when you think this cat is looking at you, it's like actually an actor with their forehead pointed at you, kind of just like staring at the ground, moving their head in front of you. and also they're connected to these buttons where you control the light, but it's a wire that connects it and there's banisters everywhere on the upper levels. And so I would be running around, I'd like turn on my green lights and I'd turn to move and I would literally just like clothesline myself on this banister. Cause I had gotten my wire cut on it and then you have to like figure it out and like undo it and like run away. Cause you're a cat, you know, <laughs> like.
3: that, that part haunted me as a starting point. Of the show because I was not prepared for it. And I was, again, I was thankfully not on the aisle because I would have been really, really unhappy if I would have turned and had a cat, green eyes just pointed at me.
0: Yeah, it's always it's it's an adventure, you know, and, and it's fun for us. Though sometimes, like I think Christy may have talked about it, but like in the balcony areas on nights when we weren't selling well, or on like you know a Thursday night or something, you go and you shine your green lights, and it's just like empty seats. Okay, move next section, next yeah. section, next section. Like find another place. <laughs> like
3: yes, I mean it, it is. It's such a fa- and then I remember I think Tyler said he got punched by a kid.
0: Oh, probably.
3: And I was surprised that that's the first time I've heard that. I thought for sure there would be more swinging. That's
0: not normally people's first reactions. And we don't get, we usually don't get that close to people or I never did. But it was also like the amount of cell phones that we, you know, would see out. And then you would like hiss at a cell phone and they're like, oh, take a picture of that. I'm like, no, put your phone away. (laughs) (laughs) That
3: That is very true. I think the whoever, I don't know who was beside my row, but got right in the person's face. Yeah. And so thankfully, I think it's startled them more than anything <laughs> right. else. But there are... It's funny
0: because you think yeah, like, okay, we're, we're instructed to startle people. It's like, eh, it kind of depends on like how the actor's feeling that day, if they can really see where they're going, how tired they are, or if they really want to scare people or if someone yeah. screamed at them the last show and they don't want that to happen again. You know, and it's some actors love to do that. And some actors are like, oh, I hate it when people scream at me. Like, I'm not going to
3: get in their face you know it just yeah.
1: depends on the person that's very true hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot
2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.:
0: No purchase necessary. VGw Group Avwayware prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.
3: Okay, I want to do a little bit of a rapid fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, which isn't that fast, so don't worry. So you you played five different cats, but if you, besides those five, which character would you, would you love to
0: play? um i don't know i really wanted to play jenny annie dots which is why they added the cover because i'm a topper um i don't know uh jelly Laura would be fun i think
3: mm-hmm. yeah it's a fun i mean a great there's a lot
0: of like vocal storytelling stuff yeah. which is really fun
3: it's kind of an interesting backstory too there's a lot honestly a lot of i don't know there. it okay.
0: I wasn't well, I, I didn't cover her, so I yeah, just wasn't yeah. told. I don't know who Jelly Loram is. So I don't know a... who Syllabub is. I don't know who Electra is.
3: <laughs> I
0: don't know Rumpeltease's backstory.
3: Thief. Thief.
0: Cleptocats. Right.
3: I just kept calling them the cats. Okay, favorite and least favorite cat. Uh not not actor cat.
0: Right. Um Favorite cat. Ugh, this is hard. Um, I feel like my favorite cat is probably Mungo Jerry. I don't know. I also just loved the kid, Zach, who, who uh, replaced with me in it. But he was always fun on state. You know what I mean? Like, you could always... Turn to Mungo for a good time. And if you were Bomb, he would be like amazed that you're talking with him. And same with Cassandra. And like he'd giggle with Tantomile, and he loved Jenny. And you know what I mean? He always has yeah. like a good relationship with everyone. Um well, that's the person.
3: That's the person. What about the cat?
0: I know, but like, that's he's acting that's how as you, a cat. Yeah, I
3: guess. Okay, you know? that's fair.
0: Um, and then um, especially yeah, yeah, Mungo's like kind of goofy too. Um, least favorite cat. Uh, so many no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Tantama was just so hard. She was always my least favorite to do. <laughs> I so
3: you I can you can you? I, I guess you can, but dislike one of a twin. Like do you do? You just well, like I like Mungo
0: Jerry. I didn't say I like Mungo Jerry. That's Mumble true. T, but <laughs> That's true.
3: <laughs> I'm still sticking with the worst cat is Peter and I feel right. bad saying it. Cause I like, I like Christopher Gerr. Yeah. But it just, there's it's that character serves no purpose besides being a body.
0: Right. In the first, in the first number. I mean, like I could say my least favorite cat is Grizabella, but I feel like that's like a given.
3: Well, that's, that's great for where we're about to go. That's going to be my <laughs> last question. Um, okay. I got two more or no uh-huh. three more favorite song from the, from the show.
0: Um, I like the opening.
3: That's okay. That's fun. Not, not a lot of people have said that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's everyone. Yeah. That or I guess Skimble Shanks is fun too.
3: I, when I saw it, it was Mungo and Ripple teaser. It's right. all I had stuck in my head the whole time I left. But the more I've done this, it's McCavity.
0: It's yeah, just, and the cavity is good it's too. Such a fun
3: song to, and then, you know, like, especially with all the backstory, and then it is a kind of funny one to watch because of that. Is like, I've argued that I don't think kids should be at the show. So, <laughs> so when you see the sexual nature of that, that like, Kind of dance, well, people, dance, but people
0: always argue McCavity is the song that's there for the dads. <laughs> for the dads that have been dragged in to see this show with their kids and their wife or their daughters who really who are their girlfriends. Yeah, and they got Tugger. And, and, and you, you know, tugger, tugger. Right, right. And so the dads get McCavity to feel weirdly about being like attracted <laughs> to girls in cat outfits, yeah. you know, but it, it's for the dads.
3: That's I, so I've actually not heard that, but it makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah.
3: But that's just I actually just really like the song. I think the song yeah. is super fun, um, even though it's about, you know, the antagonist. But it, I just think it's a fun song. And so as I've done this more, that's the one I keep going back to. I'm like, that's that's the one I get stuck in my head most often mm-hmm.
0: now.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, OK, if you had to be quarantined with one of the cats, which one would you want to be stuck with?
0: I feel like probably like Monkestrap, because like, I feel like he would just handle everything, you know?
3: Oh, that's a good, that's a fair and He's like reason, the leader. Man. So if like yeah. something needed
0: to be done, he'd get it done. And like, honestly, like probably doesn't get annoyed at people too easily.
3: That's a good answer. I don't think I've heard anybody <laughs> kind of rationale that a lot of people, myself included, have said Mistopheles. Oh yeah. Cause it's just yeah. fun
0: fun. Yeah. That's a good.
3: That's a very. Like, good. like, if
0: like you know, someone needs to make dinner tonight, and Mustapha is tired, like Trap would make dinner.
3: That was part of my argument for why I would be almost almost be okay with Buster Jones, because I feel like he would just order <laughs> a feast every night. Yes. Wouldn't really he'd, he'd eat, pass out, and then you'd kind of have the the space yourself. And he's he's rich, so you'd probably have a really nice place.
0: Yeah. Very true. Very true.
3: But trap is a great answer. Thanks. Okay, the last one. And i'll give the backstory of this but i learned from and I've, I've asked everyone this because it's i think it's the the coolest and craziest thing about the cats fandom i've learned is there's a group of fans that have tumblr accounts where they interact as if they are the cat in other scenarios of real life and so if you were writing scenes back and forth with other cats fans which cat would you want to write as who would you want to embody
0: Oh, um, I, I feel like I'll say, honestly, I, I would lean towards Cassandra just because I've been in Cassandra's head the most out of all of them. Um, but I, you know, Bomb Arena is fun, you know, she's more of a set character who could have set opinions, but Cassandra also could be open. Like nobody really knows that much about her. So you yeah. can kind of like do whatever you want you with her. Own. Yeah.
3: You might've talked me into, you said Mungo Jerry, not Rumpel teaser, right? Mungo mm-hmm. Jerry, a little fun, kind of quirky, yeah. but also the thief. So you could write a little bit of the antagonist and um, you could kind of get away with a lot more stuff.
0: Yeah, I always felt like he and I don't know if this was just the way that Zach did it. And like just even a little, too, is like he's kind of of like the class clown, like everyone loves him. But he's also like shoplifting, like maybe, you know what I mean? Like, like he's he's like lovable, you know, he like never really gets in trouble because he always like swindles his way out of it by just being like cute.
3: Yeah, that's I mean, that would be again, that'd be a fun option. I've always said Mccavity for that reason of it'd be fun to write the villain. Yeah. in all the scenarios, but now I'm thinking maybe it's Mongo Jerry because you can kind of still write the same thing, but also have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now my final question that I've argued at length and I, the fact that you said that Grizabella might be your least favorite character <laughs> gives me hope that you're going to agree with me, but I've argued that Grizabella should not have been the cat to die at the end. And I have very strong opinions of the, my one rationale why, but I'm curious if you agree with me, or, and if you do, who do you think should have died? And if you disagree with me, give the Grizabella defense.
0: See, I think I'm going to disagree with you and say it should be Grizabella. So give me the why.
3: Um, give me the, the, the debate why. Well, the why.
0: why, because, like, I know it's like an audition to die, essentially, is the whole show. <laughs> and you know like if we really think about like who has the best audition it's probably skimble shanks you know like they mm-hmm. build a train you know and he even like has a costume change or like Mistopheles does magic but like yeah. it's too young and like like grizabella just like sh- the girl needs like a reset she really just like we need to just like she's upsetting everybody else by being who she is. She's upsetting bomb and demeanor. She's making everyone frustrated. Deuteronomy is like, but love her, and everyone's like, why? And so it's like, just get her away. Just restart. Just have her die.
3: But that's but those contradict each other. <laughs> right, it's the best performance, but and then the person that we're just tired of, so we're gonna just kind of like give the <laughs> give the gold medal here and the the prize because we need to move on and our lives well, will be better. Well, is it really
0: who's the, who is the best or who, like, because I also think that, I don't know, to me, I'm kind of like, do these cats, like, know what they're auditioning for? Like, I feel like they don't really know what happens in the heavy side lair. And so the kids are like, that sounds great. It's like, Hey, you guys, we're gonna audition to jump off this cliff because after you jump off the cliff, like you'll you'll be in heaven. It'll be such a it's such a great place where you get food all the time and sweets and candy. And kids are like, "Yeah, I'll jump off. The, I want to be the one to jump off the cliff." But Isabella like knows what jumping off the cliff means, and so she's like, "I do want this." And Deuteronomy is like, "Yeah, you do, You actually do. You know."
3: That's that's a, an an interesting take on it. I kind of love it but- <laughs> because if
0: you about it like bomb and demeter aren't really auditioning their storytelling like their storytelling
3: yeah i didn't have them as my choice. i mean i think team gus is the the biggest out there there's the for the similar reasons of like worthy understands to like they understand what jumping off the cliff means yeah you've got it um i i i've looked at this i've said this so many times i've looked at this from a singular angle which is i saw leona lewis which made me think of the x Factor. And I uh-huh. thought we're going to vote off of like like an X Factor, purely based off of popularity vote. And I don't think Chris Bill wins that. I mean, a little bit of redemption story, you know, they can cut up the little pre song singing memory before yeah. and have it. But I think that they, Old Deuteronomy plays Simon Cowell and he makes his One Direction Fifth Harmony by combining Tugger and Mistopheles, which to me are two of the show stopping number auditions. Yeah that would have had a lot of votes because every mom's gonna vote for tugger yeah that's watching yeah. the you know, that's the the odd the, the target demo of the x right. factor and that's how i walked out of the theater and i i've i said this i've i firmly believe this if you would have taken leona lewis out of the equation i probably would have never thought about the the show from that angle and i would just walk down and be like oh that was interesting that was fun But since I saw it and it was like, oh, they're rewarding this one after everybody just cat after cat after cat after cat auditioned. I thought it was I thought I was watching the X Factor live.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I will still I feel like it's one of those things where like. In an attempt. Attempt to be deeper than a reality show it's like because you would all vote for this person is why it's not this person and because you know what i mean it's just like the road less traveled you know because i think
3: (laughs) very true very true but i would i would argue that not always the best talent wins those shows and in some cases um especially when you compare it to like america's got talent where there are some really great things but Dogs, which is where this gets meta and a little ironic, but dog shows have won that. That I'm sitting here watching a magician or a singer Mm -hmm. being like, This is some skill. And I'm like, Oh, and the dog's jumping through a hoop. Like I kind of I get it. Here's the
0: thing also about so many of those reality TV shows is after you like, I don't know if you know about the audition process, but you go through your initial audition and then you have to tell them your story. Mm -hmm. And that helps you get farther if you have more of a story.
3: For sure.
0: So you could argue that Grizabella is talented enough and has the best story.
3: I, if I agree. There is the redemption. What it was. I agree. <laughs> I, for sure, I, I think that there is the redemption story there, and I think that she's a finalist. But I don't. Yeah. She doesn't have. My I think
0: thought. the hard part I have about this argument is that I just don't really think, on the surface, the show makes any sense. <laughs> Um, so it's a hard place to, to like have my mind changed or like argue for the thing. Cause it's all kind of like, I guess it kind of seems like this. And also that's my experience with it of like, not really needing to know the plot and just yeah. being told like bomb ballerina feels this way at this moment. And they're like, okay. And she yeah. does it while she's doing a kick. And you're like, great. <laughs>
3: I don't think any, I don't think there's an answer to this, which is what I think is the beauty yeah. of it is because I don't think there is, I don't think many people have put that kind of thought into it anyways. Um, but I, that's part of what I like about it. And it's part of what I hate about it because it's yeah. someone who likes sitcoms where it's very cleanly cut and there's this, you know, the it's, you know what's going to happen and you know, it's going to be neatly packaged at the end. I did not get that in cats and I walked out, Again, having to almost write it myself because that's the way I could interpret it. And that's where we that's where we are today. I with, mean, have you seen that?
0: But, but have you seen the video of Mamie Paris singing memories? I saw
3: Mamie do it the second time I saw it and it's incredible. Oh. And, and so, she
0: holds that note, and you're like, I mean, she deserves sometimes. We would play the game where we're all out of breath kind of at that point. And it's like, can I hold my breath as yeah. long as Mamie holds this phrase? And sometimes it's like, I can't. <laughs>
3: And I, so you could argue, okay, so so Mamie deserves to win.
0: I do think so. And and I I saw it with Leona, but I don't really remember. I'm also one of those people that when she starts singing Memory at the end of Act One, I was one of those people who were like, is this when this song happens? Yeah. Does it happen right now? Yeah. Wait, why isn't the act over? Even in the show, sometimes I'd be back in the dressing room and be like, what's on the intercom? Right, the act's not over yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I will say... Watching the show, I got to watch the show a lot from the front. And without fail, I would get chills every time Mamie sung through that phrase. Whereas I don't get chills. Every time Rumpel teaser and Mongo Jerry <laughs> do their cartwheels. You know what I mean? Like it's a different kind of feeling.
3: Okay. I, I can get that argument. And, and Leona Lewis, I, when she saw it, she was incredible too. So yeah. I, she yeah. really belted it out as well. Yeah. And it was, but it was for me, it was, it take the performance to singer out. I, that was the one song I knew going in to see the show. I knew nothing else about it. And I yeah. honestly didn't even know that was in it. And then I heard, I'm like, Oh, I know this song. And then I figured out why I know this. I learned this about a week ago because my mom is a piano teacher and the piano tuner that has tuned the piano for years when he tests plays about half of memory. That's and hilarious. I heard it the other day while he was tuning the pianos. And I was like, mom, did you tell him that I have a podcast about cats or did he just play this? You no, know, <laughs> the one song he picks to play. So I, that's why I knew it. I think more than anything, mm-hmm. but I still, as I was trying to figure out, as I was trying to story it myself, like I wanted to write it myself and I could not figure out any other loose connection to what was happening. And then as I walked out, I was like, that was like the way I wrote it. That was, that was the wrong choice. The way I wrote it is wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, but you, you make a compelling point and maybe makes it impossible to argue against her performance. But like, <laughs> I still disagree.
0: You still think it should be Gus.
3: Gus, I think has the, if you want to do real analysis and make an argument against chrisabella of like this character is older has lived a life is ready to jump off the cliff like you said like gus has the argument from logic i know my argument's not logical i'm very aware that my argument is one track mind from from a very <laughs> unique experience but i'm sticking right. with it because that's how yeah. I, I interpreted it and that's i think again the beauty of the show is everyone can interpret it their own way and differently. And that's why people either love or like your family hate. Yeah. <laughs> it. Because there isn't there. I, your family, if I was with your family and they were like trashing, I'd be like, yeah, there was like no plot. I probably would have been right there with them being like, right. oh. I can't believe you made me watch this.
0: I mean, like, there's still a piece of me. And I'll say this honestly, because, you know, I've talked at length about my love for Kat and the company and doing it. Um, there is a deep, deep part of me that just will never understand why it was made. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why?
3: <laughs> I've wondered the same thing. I My answer was is drugs.
0: Yes, that's also my answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because i can't I, I joked of when i saw it the first time i originally joked about how andrew lid weber pitched it yeah and i talked about how it was just like comes up with this great idea makes it x factor it was like centered around x factor again but it was like oh it was this and then it was like but oh, wait here's the showstopper they're all dressed as cats and it's like, why? And it's like, don't worry about it. No one will know, and no one will ask questions.
0: Well, you've have you seen that interview with him where where he says like like people are like so cats? It's about community. It's about this. It's about this. He goes, no, it's about cats.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he broke down uh, early in the the quarantine about he did the viewing of it. He watched the nineteen ninety eight movie, and the whole time he was just like telling little backstories, but it was just like I'm like you didn't think about any of this stuff, did you? No. <laughs>
0: You well, it's, it's also time. it's such a it's such a thing of its time because if you you when you listen to like I've been very blessed to work with some old older Broadway legends, and you hear the stories they say about how life was like on Broadway and in theater. I mean not eating, smoking, doing cocaine on stage. I mean, drugs, alcohol, smoking was rampant in the Broadway, you know, and just to think about what Times Square was back in the eighties, early nineties before, you know, and, um, they, these people are killing their bodies before physical therapy was really a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so of course, and, also, like, what about cats makes you think like leg warmers? Well, because it was, you know, that time and they were like, <laughs> leg warmers are what make cats, you know, unitards and leg warmers. <laughs> and uh, so it is, I think, you know, I'm sure people were on a lot of drugs during a lot of it. And I also think the original movie is just, you know, a, a masterclass in 80s jazz. Absolutely. You know, and that's and that's what it is. And people, you know, it somehow found all all of these people who love it. And I think because it's not really about anything, you can make it about what you want it to be about,
3: which I did. yeah, and here yeah. we are <laughs> <laughs> which is which is what makes it, again, makes it so unique in my opinion, which is part of why I don't. um I, I wouldn't again, it's not I wouldn't say it's my favorite show, but it's something mm-hmm. I've found fascinating. Uh, the entire time. And the more every layer I peel back, like I learned something new about it. And it's even weirder.
0: Yeah, I will say with my experience, like, I was kind of those people who hated cats. I was like, ah, I hate cats. And like, my audition was one day, and I found out I had it the next day. And I was like, bah, you know, it was very rapid. And I was like, I guess I have this audition for cats. And like, I think think I'm gonna get it, you know. Um, But I think now I can't hate it because I have such a love for my process with it and for what it takes from us as human beings to do and to create. Um, And that it is, you know, as much as the movie is what the movie is, there's something else about being able to start an experience by being scared in your seat by some light up green eyes you know what I mean (laughs) like it's just it's its own thing and there's so much that's special about it and like even I was forced to watch the movie during quarantine with my my parents and my best friend. And it was like, I couldn't even watch it objectively. Cause all I could think about was like, Oh, they changed this section of the movement music over here. And this was this dance break. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a different, Oh, that one move is the same. And you know, like where's Colton. And you know what I mean? Just like, it's such a, a different view of whether enjoying it or not enjoying it anymore.
3: Did your family hate watch the movie? Like, yes. why would you decide to watch this if they hate it so much?
0: they they wanted well my best friend kind of pushed it on us but my parents were curious and and um my parents don't hate it as much as i think my sister does but it was definitely a, a hate watch they probably <laughs> felt vindicated
3: with how bad it was received and a lot of stuff that came after they're probably like oh yeah we were we were right do you yeah. feel that way about the movie
0: um yeah i mean like i think not even just with hate but just like it's that like why and what Kind of thing that my family just gets from this show. Yeah.
3: I'm so, glad so that you, they- <laughs> I'm so glad that you were in it and you forced them to at least have to experience it.
0: I know. And they saw it, they all saw it multiple times because again, I'm playing multiple roles. Yeah. So my parents came and saw it. My parents saw it with my nieces who loved it. Um, but also they're all watching it to like watch Auntie Johnny, like sing a solo on Broadway for the first time. And, you know, which is really exciting. Like I always say, if I hadn't gone through my experience with cats, I wouldn't have been able to understudy the three parts I did in Mean Girls and have succeeded so much at, at that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is a, I feel like it's almost a rite of passage because of how long it's been running that you, I, I expect someone to be like, you did Cats at some point in your life.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's also, it's so funny too, because I never thought I'd be in Cats because I consider myself a tap dancer, but not like a dancer dancer in the, in the theater world. You know, I'm not a ballerina. I don't have that kind of technique. Um, and so I just never, also because at least three times in my life, I've auditioned for cats, like a regional production or a summer stock mm-hmm. production, and I have never ever made it past the first cut. Wow. And never. one day,
3: one and day. And then I the get called day.
0: in for Broadway, and the only, and I even joke now if I took cats off of my resume and I went and auditioned for it somewhere, I don't know if I would get past the first round. Yeah. <laughs> just because you know but it was my my set of skills that was needed at that time they needed somebody they and i had worked with the associate before they knew i could learn it they knew i could sing it you know and you just are asked as a performer as an understudy and a swing especially sometimes you just get asked to do stuff and it's like i gotta show up so yeah
3: such a unique experience (laughs) so cool so tell me about you are teaching now, correct?
0: Yes, yes, I am teaching. Uh, I'm teaching. You can book classes or master classes with me through Broadway Plus or um, Artists and Beyond. Uh, I also have an email that you can email me to book master classes, including Cats Master classes as well as Mean Girls Dance classes. Uh, acting and i also teach tap privates you can email me at jonalyn at gmail.com and you can also find me on instagram at jk
3: amazing well thank you so much for being here for sharing your stories for educating me on <laughs> some parts i didn't know about which is always super fun so thank you for taking the time
0: of course thank you
3: Thanks for listening to this episode with John and Saxer on The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the TheWrongCatDied, or check out our website, TheWrongCatDied.com. 18 plus.